Hi listeners, welcome back to Look to See Me, a podcast that invites you to hear the stories of other people in your local or global community. Through hearing stories which historically have been untold or ignored and through taking time to truly see another person, we can work towards peace and healing in our communities. Today, I normally this is where I would tell you what I'm going to talk about. But today I'm going to do something just a little bit different. I am physical distancing. I am recording this from my home. And I was cleaning out, which a lot of us have been doing, going through old folders, just looking for something comforting to do, something that brings us peace and joy. And I had been looking through old writings, old poems, old short stories, things I had done in the past. And it was giving me a break from reading the obituaries of so many people who have passed away from COVID-19. In my community, the um, online tributes are pouring in now, uh, both from people who are known nationally and people who are just known locally. And I remembered a service of healing that I had done. I did this in 1993 when I was in Atlanta, Georgia. And I was part of the Emory University community at the time, a student there. And I was also uh, working with a nonprofit group called Eagle's Wings. And it was for women survivors of uh, domestic and sexual violence. And I felt a need back then to pull people together and remind us of the importance of working towards healing. We get no guarantees what that healing will look like. As I read the online tributes, I know that there are those people who will not make it with the physical healing through COVID-19. There will people, there will be people, as there already are, but there will be thousands more who succumb to this illness. There will be families grieving. In the middle of this, there are people losing their financial stability. So many of us are without our income at this time, and it's very frightening. And there are people who are separated from their family. There are people who are quarantined with an abusive family and are suffering so much in their own home at this time. And so in the midst of this, we have to look for the joys. We have to try to hold on to hope. We have to try to find the positive, find the the good outlook, find something that we can hang on to and keep building our strength, building our faith, building our identities of who we know we are, the strong people, the loving people, the good people. There is still goodness in the midst of this. So as I was cleaning, I was, I was going through the folders, I remembered the service of healing that I did, and I actually finally found the entire service. Now, this is from an entirely Christian perspective. I was a divinity student at the time. I am a Christian. I don't often do podcasts purely from a Christian faith perspective because I have such a diverse friend group and diverse people that I am around, and I respect so many traditions. But coming from the Christian tradition, when I, I I think this is natural for all of us, we, we turn to our faith when we are hurting this much. And so... In the, in the time when I was writing for so many people, seeing people around me in Atlanta at the time who were hurting, there had been deaths in our community. There had been more women uh, coming forward in our group and trying to find healing from domestic and sexual, sexual uh, abuse. 
And so I'm going to read this to you. There were multiple people reading at the time. So you heard different voices, but I don't have anyone um, here with me at this particular time. So I am going to read multiple parts for you. We started the service of healing with a reading that alternated between Psalms 46 and Psalm 22. And I did that on purpose because it shows us how just within one book of the Bible, there is such hope, yet there is also an acknowledgement of all the despair and hurting going on around us. So as I pause, I'm going to start with Psalms 46. There will be a slight pause. I will move to Psalm 22. Then there will be a pause and I'll move back to Psalm 46. So every time you hear a pause, I'm moving back and forth between two chapters, but it's all the same book of the Bible. I'm starting with Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me from the words of my groaning? Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult. Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer, and by night, but find no rest. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. I am poured out like water. And all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax, melted within my breast. God is in the midst of the city. It shall not be moved. God will help it when the morning dawns. My mouth is dried up like potsherd, and my tongue sticks to my jaws. You lay me in the dust of death. The nations are in an uproar. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, and the earth melts. For dogs are all around me, a company of evildoers encircle me. My hands and feet have shriveled. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. Be still and know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted in the earth. They divide my clothes among themselves, and for my clothing they cast lots. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. I think sometimes it's hard to find balance between acknowledging all that's hard that's going on around us and still reaching out for hope. And I think that's what so many of us are doing during this time. We, uh, we don't want to bury our head in the sand, and act as if we don't see the deaths and see the financial suffering, see the pain that's all around us. Yet, when we do that, we don't want to lose hope. We don't want to forget that the good is still here. The good will go on. The love will go on. Love does not die when a person dies. We will love that person through eternity. And so, the service of healing, I wanted to um, finish with something. This is part of what I read. I had written an original story for the service, and it's called The Tears Shed for Me. 
I remember the first time I saw the butterfly named Caitlin. She was flitting from leaf to leaf on my apple tree. I couldn't help but watch. Her beauty captivated me. She moved very gracefully from one leaf to another. As she landed, she opened her lavender wings slowly to reveal to me the mauve spot on each wing that was shaped perfectly like a rosebud waiting to burst open. As I watched her, I remember the story I had been told by my grandmother. Caitlin is a butterfly that has been around for many, many generations. She first lived in a remote garden on a small island off the southeastern coast of the United States. Caitlin cherished every moment of her life there. She flounced around the garden daily, soaking up the sun and the scents from all of the flowers. Early every morning and late every evening, she landed on a rock by the shore and sat very still. She looked back over the garden, absorbing the magnificence of the view. Then, with absolute fascination, she would turn toward the ocean and sit in awe of its strength, and in a moment of silence, she offered her love to the creator of her world. The creator, in return, touched her heart with such an overwhelming peace that Caitlin would fly away with whispers of joy that could be heard by all the creatures in the garden. One morning, while Caitlin was sitting on her rock facing the ocean, a small boat came within sight. Caitlin watched as it drifted past her garden. As the boat turned, Caitlin noticed a young woman sitting alone. Caitlin had never before encountered humans, yet she felt a certain bond with this woman. Caitlin wondered if she, too, felt the joy offered by the Creator. Caitlin watched as the boat drifted out of view. The next morning, Caitlin again thought of the woman that had appeared on the waters. Caitlin wondered how many others like her lived across the ocean. Did they, too, have a garden? Did they feel the overwhelming peace? Caitlin decided to leave her garden to find others and to discover people she could share her joys with. She rose with a breeze and began her journey. Caitlin did find new gardens on the other side of the waters. She flew over fields of wildflowers. She drifted through a misty morning in the mountains and tasted the cool waters of a mountain stream. She saw orchards and open fields and flower boxes and windows, and she gave thanks to the Creator for the beauty and peace of this new land she had discovered. Then Caitlin flew away to find some of the people she had come to meet. Caitlin discovered a small town and excitedly neared to discover what joys existed among its inhabitants. First, she stopped on a windowsill where she could see a family gathered around a bedside. She listened as a man began speaking to them. I'm sorry, there's nothing more I can do. If each of you wish, you may spend a few moments with him alone to say goodbye. Caitlin watched as the family members hugged each other and fought back to tears. But Kaylin cried and flew away confused and frightened at what she had witnessed. Kaylin came upon another house where she heard a loud voice coming from inside. She thought the voice was surely calling out good news, so she flew closer. She approached the window just in time to see a mother hit her son, who fell to the floor too scared to make a sound. But Kaylin yelled out in agony for him, and she cried. Again she left, confused and frightened. She flew over a thicket of bushes and tried to find a quiet place to rest and reflect upon what she had seen. As she neared, however, she heard the soft moans of a woman lying behind one of the bushes. Her clothes were torn and her face bruised. She lay on the ground, too scared to call out, too hurt to move, too numb to cry. But Caitlin cried and flew on. She flew over a man walking alone to a mailbox. 
He was hoping to find a letter from his family. How he missed them, but he had a job to do and must keep going. Caitlin flew over a woman standing alone on a street corner, wondering who to turn to in her sorrow. How could she face the approaching holidays alone without her family, who had been together for so long? How could she recover from this divorce? Caitlin saw a man lying in a pool of blood on the next street, yet to be discovered, yet to be named. In the next town, she saw a mother saying goodbye to her child who died before dreams could come true. She saw a man sitting with a doctor. Maybe surgery will help. At least we can try. If nothing else, it will buy you some time. And for all of them, Caitlin cried. She cried through the night, and her tears fell upon the land and covered it like dew on a crisp new morning. And she flew back to her island in despair. The next morning, she felt a spirit move across the island and touch her in her sorrows. Caitlin, why is your heart so heavy? Go away, Caitlin cried out. I thought you were a wonderful creator. I praised you every day for beauty and peace. But then I see the rest of your creation. The pain, the death, the illness, the abuse, the divorce, the suffering, the loneliness. How can you be so happy with your creation? What do you do for these people? Do you just ignore them in their pain? No, Caitlin, I cry for them and with them, just as you did. I move among them in their journeys. I sit with them when they are alone. I listen to their memories of their loved ones. I feel the blows of abuse and offer strength to those in need. I struggle with them as they try to survive. Caitlin questioned, so you know their pain? Yes, I do. I hear their cries and feel their pain. I hear when they call out their own name and when they call out the names of those they love. What can I do? Caitlin asked. You too can listen and share your beauty and love with them. I will, I will, Caitlin replied, and I will remind them of your presence. And Caitlin does fly among us still. She listens to our sorrows, and as she flies, she sheds a tear for us. A tear for when we cannot cry for ourselves. A tear to remind us that we are not alone. A tear in hopes that we will keep on our journey, step by step, until we once again find the peace and beauty such as is in the place Caitlin calls home. I still reread this story every so often. It just reminds me um, to look for the good, to look for the hope. And not only that, but it reminds me to listen and to share as much beauty and love as I can. That is what we can do in this time. We have love inside of us. We can share that. We can share that through phone calls, through letters, through listening, through our presence, through Zoom meetings, through sharing puns on texts, through checking in with people. So the gift that I give you this week, again, is from a Christian perspective. I am a Christian. And that is where I find my hope during this time. And I hope that you can hold on to hope. I hope that you can hold on to love. I hope that you can find the strength to keep going in this time when we are all struggling with so much uncertainty. But know the certainty. Know that there is still love. Know that there is still hope. Know that the good will continue. Know that there are people that will grieve with you if you have already lost someone. And there are people praying for you if you are currently suffering. 
Thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you return for another episode soon.